<laughs> hey guys, Craig Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talk of the Town. Hey, sports fans. Nick Davis here, and you're listening to Moving the Chain. Moving the chains back for another week of NFL talk. Of course, you brought to you by our friends at topsport.com.au. The boys are ready to go. Chad Townsend's moved into an attic. Uh, he's been <laughs> ushered to the attic just to get that, that calf right for the Cronulla Sharks. Copes is killing it as always. And Nick Davis continues to be the lone supporter of the Las Vegas Raiders in Australia. Boys, a lot to get through tonight. We're going to talk about the top 100 players list, the 10 to 1, uh, if we would have those in that order. Of course, we talk about more players that are opting out of the 2020 season as the deadline approaches. The NFL have pushed back that deadline to Thursday. We'll see how many have dropped out. New England Patriots fans will be absolutely spewing. A lot of their players are dropping out. Plus, we've got a little bit of uh, talk about our multis last week that we've got for topsport.com.au. One of the panellists, I won't say who, but if you follow us on social media, is trying to send our sponsors broke. And fans, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders have come out and said they're not going to have any fans in their stands uh, with their new stadium at Las Vegas. But as I say, that Chad Townsend, uh, the, the question on everyone's lips, mate, are you okay? You've moved into an attic. Is the mental health okay with your calf? <laughs> yes, Ali, I'm, um, I'm good, mate. I'm uh, just getting a few things done at home. So we're out of our house for a few weeks. But um, upstairs in the attic, away from, you know, they put the kids to bed. So I've um, got a bit of quiet time ready to rip in tonight. Copes, you've been doing suitcase time trials. How's it, how's it tracking? And uh, are we are we looking up or are we just petering out? Are we are the questions from the coaching group that you may be too old this year because you're not meeting the standards of the group? <laughs> there probably was after day one when I ran about eight minutes in my first two k up, but uh, this time it was seven fourteen. Kim set a line of seven twelve that I wasn't allowed back in the house. Right. So we had a little bit of a mediation out the front and I was allowed back in. <laughs> yeah, she certainly runs a house there. And uh, Dickie, how's things with you, mate? Swans, roosters flying, swans not so much. So you've got a nice even balance in your house at the moment. Yeah, I've got a good balance in life, mate. I've got a good balance in life. Uh, roosters are kicking along all right. Look, swans are competitive for a while, but then look, uh, it's, uh, it's been a little bit hard for them the last few weeks. Hopefully Lance Franklin comes back, but just... Copes might have got out on the golf course earlier this week. Did you see any dead elephants where you were hitting your ball the other day? <laughs> Never hit one into the trees, have you, mate? No. <laughs> <laughs> when yes, they go I into did. the trees, mine normally go over the trees and under the next fairway. Yeah, mine <laughs> was scurrying. Miss, miss it miles. Scurrying with a snap hook into the trees pretty regularly, unfortunately. Beautiful. Hopefully that AFL journalist uh, isn't tuning in. You hate the banter at the moment. Uh, of course, we don't want any <laughs> extracurricular banter. Let's get into it, boys. The NFL and ESPN brought out their top 100 players and the top 10 come under a little bit of controversy, I guess, but I want to run it through with you guys. Uh, here's the list, boys. At 10, Derek Henry from the Tennessee Titans. Stefan Gilmore at 9, New England Patriots. 8 is DeAndre Hopkins, Arizona Cardinals. That still say, feels weird to say, Copes, and I know that you're a big fan of his. Here's your man, George Kittle. Uh, from the 49ers. Six was McCaffrey from the Panthers. Five was Michael Thomas from the Saints. Four, Patrick Mahomes. This is where things started to get interesting. Three was Aaron Donald from the Los Angeles Rams. Two was Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. And the reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson at one. Chad Townsend, Patrick Mahomes, overrated, underrated, or just right at number four? 
Yeah, I think underrated, Sally. I think, you know, uh, the reigning Super Bowl champion and MVP, I think he's he's shown what he can prove on, on the field. And I think, you know, he's hard done by to not be at number one. Nick Dickey, is he... You look at those three quarterbacks that are in the top five... Please rank them for me in your eyes. Is it is it as clear cut as what the the list has made, or are you seeing that Patrick Mahomes being the the Super Bowl champion is just head and shoulders above the other two, or maybe not so much? Uh, well, I, I think it's probably just an easy, an easy giveaway for uh, journalists and people to watch the game to say, well, the reigning Super Bowl champion is number one. But do you go for the reigning MVP, reigning Super Bowl champion? But these votes are you know a players' votes and. and uh, it's easy to see why why Russ is so heavily and highly regarded in the NFL. I think that people around the NFL, players and uh, and writers and people that follow it, think that if he had a, an offensive uh, outfit like Patrick Mahomes has, that he would easily win Super Bowl. So I think that's what sort of bumps Russ up uh, in the standings. But look, if I had to rank him, it would be, uh, for me, Mahomes... I'd have Russ because, like, what he does with that offense is, is outstanding. And then I'd have Jackson at three. Copes, reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson, has changed the way that we view quarterbacks and what we expect them to do now coming in. You think about Kyle Lamar, you think about Russ, who's been doing it for a long time. But Patrick Mahomes is throwing the ball and making comebacks. Is it Russell Wilson higher than him because he's had a larger body of work? Yeah, and don't forget that, I mean, firstly, this is voted on by the players. So I think all the reaction that we see and all the analysis, everything that's sort of common knowledge amongst the public, and even our opinions are formed based on analysts, this is the players who they respect and probably a little bit of popularity contest as well. Um, Don't, you know, you guys would all know when you're standing there voting on your teammates, that element of who you like and who you dislike actually probably weighs into your decision-making as well. But look, flat out, Lamar Jackson's season, stats-wise, like, it was just remarkable what he did. There hasn't been many people in the history of the game that have done that. Um, So I think the one thing we will see is Mahomes jump up that list very quickly, I think. Let's dig a little bit deeper into this list. Uh, The highest wide receiver was uh, Michael Thomas. Are we happy with that, Chad? Yeah, definitely. I think he's out and out. Um, the best receiver in the competition. His route running is elite. Um, his connection with Drew Brees is dangerous. So for me, definitely the highest. Aaron Donald at number three. Obviously, not many defensive players, only two in the top 10. Uh, you happy with that, Dickie? Aaron Donald at number three? Yeah, I think he's, uh, he's number three. He, look, I think he could possibly be the second best player in the competition. I think he, uh, and as it is, it's eight out of the top. 10 uh, uh, offense. Look, I think there could have been a couple more that, that might jump in, I think. Um, but as Cope said, it, it can be a popularity contest and, and who's out there. But yeah, Aaron Donald, clearly the best defender in the league. The one that jumped out at me, boys, was number seven. And uh, he was pretty yeah. vocal about it in the WhatsApp during the yeah. week. When the red shirt came up, I actually thought it was Travis Kelsey. But uh, it was George <laughs> Kittle. Copes, wow. uh, underrated, overrated, uh, surprised. What were your feelings when you saw Kittle in that? in the number seven slot? Well, I think certainly there's a conversation around who the best tight end in the league is. And it's interesting that the players feel that that is George Kittle or certainly that he could be moving forward or currently. So, look, that's that's interesting to see that the players respect him as that. Um, from my point of view, it's really hard to separate him. Even as a 49ers fan, I was a bit shocked to see him in front of him. So, look, and just on Dickie's point about 
the defensive side of the ball, they just don't have the opportunity that the quarterbacks or even the wide receivers and running backs and tight ends have to be in the forefront of people's minds. Aaron Donald is elite at what he does and he impacts the game five to ten times a game, whereas quarterbacks are touching it every snap. So I think for that reason alone, it's very hard. What about, uh, I'll finish on this one, DeAndre Hopkins, Steph Gilmore obviously has been fantastic for the Patriots, but Derek Henry at number 10, can he sustain what he did last year, Chad, and build off that, or was it a flash in the pan for Tannehill and, and Derek Henry? Yeah, to me, that was a big surprise and the big mover, I think. Um, you know, Derek Henry comes into the top 10 and to be voted in by his peers, you know, the way he carried that Tennessee offense last year was um, remarkable. He basically carried the team. He, he got his new contract. So for him to continue uh, that form over the next few years, because as we talk about regularly on the show, and I know Dickie brings his point up um, about running backs and how disposable they are and, and how you can just get another good one out of college. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how he continues and backs this season up. Dickie, I know you wouldn't have looked at it. Where was Derek Henry last year? No idea, but I reckon... Does anyone know? But anyone I reckon... Know for, for, an, I, for an extra point, does anyone know where he was last year? I would have said he was in the 30s. Chad? I'd say above 50. He was 99th last year and moves up 89 spots after that year he had. Back to you, Dickie. Finals, it's where, it's, it's where legends are made, mate. In the finals. <laughs> <laughs> in the Talk playoffs. about yourself there? <laughs> nah. Uh, nah. Uh, yeah, you can do whatever. You can take it any way you want, but... Look, for, <laughs> for win, for him gotta to win the jump, championships, Dickie, eh? Hey. You got to win them. You got to win the chips. But look, I, I think for him to be able to move up, not only to number ten, but in front of Ezekiel Elliott, in front of some of the you know the the well-established uh, running backs, um, and now I, I think everyone's going to be looking at that that offense and just stacking it and just making Tannehill throw the footy. So it's going to be a different season this year for for Derrick Henry, and it's going to be interesting to see how he. And the offense there um, adjust to what the defense is going to do to him now. I'm going to throw it out to our uh, listeners, Chad Townsend, on our Twitter at Moving the Chains. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, only have to pick one. I'll be interested to see what the order comes back because I think it might be a little bit different to how they've got that list. Now, boys, Thursday is the deadline. Uh, we Friday over here for players to opt out of the 2020 season. Copes, I know you've been following it a little bit more closely than. Uh, the rest of us, because there's so many guys dropping out. It's now 4 p.m. on Thursday. Are we surprised that so many guys are dropping out? Uh, we've seen a, a lot of high-profile guys. And, yeah, if the season does go ahead, the New England Patriots have had eight guys drop out, which could be disastrous to their season. Yeah, absolutely. And they're one of those teams where, you know, losing Tom Brady, losing Gronkowski, you know, losing numerous players from that team was always going to be tough. You, you signed Cam Newton and that fan base would have been like, wow, we're back on track. Then you lose some of the elite defensive players that made that unit. Probably, I would say it'd be unanimous amongst the four of us and a lot of people out there watching the NFL that they were the best defensive unit, particularly in the big games last year. So that's going to be a huge one. And then you've got other guys that, you know, even for the Chiefs, uh, their running back, starting running back, of the last two years, Damien Williams is out. He's opted out. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the rookie that they took in the first round at the end of the first round this year, can he step in and make a big enough difference to keep the Chiefs at the top of the tree? So there's a lot of storylines there. There's a lot of players where they're almost low-hanging fruit where people are into them that oh, the team's opted out on them anyway. But uh, look, I love that they've got the freedom to choose what they think is right. 
uh, we're probably waiting for an elite top you know, 15 player, Chad, to come out and uh, have a say on the season. I just thought I was looking for it while Copes was talking there. Odell Beckham Jr., who plays for the Cleveland Browns, your team, Chad Townsend. Uh, this was from him uh, in the Wall Street Journal. We're not ready for football season, so why are we trying to push forward? It's obviously for their money. And the, and that bothers me because there's always it's always been like this, and I hate saying it like that, but the owner's attitude is we own you guys. Just It's that kind of unfairness going on that they don't see us as human. Um, we've discussed many times, Chad, whether the season will go ahead or not. Of course, we want it to go ahead so we can keep the podcast and content and all that kind of stuff. But it's starting to get serious now because we're starting to get into training camps. Guys are obviously trying to go through protocols. But when Adele Beckham Jr. speaks like that, there's a lot of uncertainty about these guys. There may be some big dominoes to fall. Yeah, definitely. Look, when Odell Beckham Jr. speaks, you know, the league listens and a lot of the fans listen. But from what I understand, Odell made that um, uh, point before he'd moved into Brown's training camp. And once he'd, he'd seen the um, hygiene practices at the Browns were obviously implementing a training camp, um, he sort of backtracked his statement and, and was happy at the protocols that were in place. I mean, you've got to understand these players are now entering in what is going to be the most important season you know, probably in history in terms of making sure that they stay healthy. Um, you know, we, I saw today on, on uh, Twitter where some of the Broncos players are, are walking under a, a yeah. um, I'm not sure what it was, like a, a spray. Like a disinfectant spray that they walked through that, like you would at the airport, but it had a spray coming down. Yeah, a, a disinfectant spray before they head down to the field. So, you know, there's so many of these protocols that are going to come, have to come in place. And I think it's important that, you know, as we spoke about on a podcast a few weeks ago, that these guys potentially adapt that bubble style where they don't go and hang out with the general public because otherwise they're going to be at risk of, you know, containing the virus. Dickie, a lot of these guys have a lot of guaranteed money, but also anyone that doesn't follow the NFL, it's not all guaranteed. So if you sign for $100 million, only half of that may be guaranteed. You have to earn the other by playing. Um, are we going to see a big player opt out and not worry about his money? I mean, there's a lot of chitter-chatter about these guys making a decision. How would you go making a decision knowing that, that half that contract's not guaranteed? Yeah, it also matters how much is, uh, is sitting in your bank account right now as well. So these guys roll, uh, they roll pretty deep. And, uh, and, but I think the NFL, and I think we've seen it in every sport around the, the the, uh, the world that, that it always has come back down to player and public safety, not only player safety, but staff. And I think as much as I think the NFL, I think NFL will start uh, in week one. I think they'll get week one done no matter what. They'll make it happen. It's worth too much to too many people. Uh, and, and then it's just going to be, uh, as I've said before, shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic, just trying to make it work. These guys have got a lot more resources, a lot more protocols than what any of the NRL, AFL, um, any of the Australian sporting teams have got in regards to resources, people, money, their own planes. They've already got that stuff. They, they always have their own hotels. So they've got a lot of it in place. I, I think that they'll, um, if they can get through this initial period, but we've seen in the, in the baseball, it hasn't taken long for teams to get wiped out. And what happens to the schedule? Do they add in weeks during the year for a potential makeup rounds like we all had when we were playing junior sport for when it got washed out we had the old makeup yeah. round mm. that might have to be factored into this and i think you've seen it in the afl and the rl bringing the season and just doing it in in month blocks the nfl might have to shift that if teams get wiped out and have to miss a week 
Yeah, the difference in the MLB uh, is that they're, they're not in a bubble. They're just yeah. pretty much doing as they please. So that's why uh, their competition continues to struggle. struggle. The Mariners, uh, beg your pardon, the Marlins are obviously holding that all up. Uh, my last question on this, and I'll go around. I'll go to you first, Copes, and then you, Chad. In the NRL, when, when the competition came back, a lot of talk about if you won the competition, you'll have an asterisk next to your um, title in, in the history books. Harder, not as hard, but now we've figured out how hard it actually is with the turnaround and being in the bubble. What about in the NFL? Is this champion 2021 going to have an asterisk next to it? I mean, maybe only because the season might look a bit different structure-wise, but certainly from a player and an organisation point of view, and Chad, I'll bet you can speak to this. We had with the Sheffield Shield uh, an asterisk given that we didn't play uh, a final, but tell you now, it, it just changes how difficult it is. It disrupts your preparation. It changes the norm. It actually makes it potentially more of a challenge, more of a success story that you're able to come out on top in these circumstances. So putting everything aside, I think that's probably the way that I would look at it. And the other thing is with this opt-out stuff, just on that while we're, we're on it, People that are sort of turning their nose up at the amount of people that are opting out, like the NFL and the NFLPA, the Players Association, agreed on an opt-out clause. This isn't changing whether the league's going to start or not. No. So make no mistake. These are people that are making good decisions for themselves, but it's not going to stop a trillion-dollar business going on. Chad, you're living it at the moment in the bubble with the Cronulla Sharks. Obviously, you've won a championship and how special that is, but if players are opting out from another team, it's still a championship, right? Yeah, definitely. Look, I think there's, there's no doubt that, you know, this season in the NRL is different. The, the 2020 NFL season is going to be different. But I think I'll echo the thoughts of Copes in the fact that it is, in a way, it's harder. It's not a normal season. You know, there's, there's other challenges that, that have come up. There's obviously protocols that we've got to stay in place. Like me, myself, I'm not allowed to leave my house and go anywhere other than training and home. And that's obviously, it takes a toll on you, I guess, mentally. Um, not able to see friends, not able to see family, not even allowed to see my own parents. Um, so I, I guess, you know, while it, it is a little bit different, still the hard work, the dedication, the sacrifice that these athletes and players put in, um, you know, still when, when we go out on the weekend and we win a game, we still get the same feeling as we did last year. It just means exactly the same. So I think, you know, uh, these championships, these premierships, you know, they'll mean exactly the same thing. Yeah, it was going to be interesting to see what happens. I, I agree. We've all agreed that the NFL season will take place. There's just too much money involved. Uh, time to get to a little bit of fan question now. And Josh Mansour, who's actually the table-topping Penrith Panthers, uh, rolling at the moment, way above the Sharks. Uh, he wants to know, he actually commented on you, on your Twitter uh, Chad, that uh, how will the Miami Dolphins go this year? He's not a Miami fan. I think he just likes the kit. But uh, how, are the, how will the Miami Dolphins go this year? Yeah, look, I think they're the big improvers, to be honest. I think they've obviously drafted well with Tua Tagovailoa. You know, we've spoken about whether he starts or whether he sits behind Ryan Fitzpatrick after the first few weeks. But I think, um, yeah, they're a big mover in their division. Obviously, their division, no Tom Brady anymore. So I guess, you know, I expect them and the Bills to definitely, um, you know, be the big movers. But, uh, you know, I think... Um, it's going to be on the basis of how Tua reacts. And, you know, Copes has spoken previously about, you know, the virtual training camp, how well he can adapt to the playbook. So I think their season, a lot of it rests on, you know, how well, you know, he comes into that side. 
Yeah, another one from the Big Show comes from uh, the Sweet and Sour podcast. If you haven't, if you if you do don't know who the Big Show is, Copes and Chad, do yourself a favour and Google Dear, Big Dear deal. Diary. Dear Diary, that's it. <laughs> uh, he wants to know. He actually asked me to ask you. Uh, take away the Super Bowl contenders from last year, the guys that played there, the 49ers and the Chiefs. Who could you see surprising and winning the Super Bowl this year that didn't get there last year? So take those two teams out. Who could jump up and win it? I'll go with you, Chad. Man, I have to say Seahawks, and I have to say um, Buccaneers. Seahawks, Bucks. What about yep. you, Dickie? Well, mine's based on one or two guys signing at this side. So if Antonio Brown goes to the Seahawks, I say Seahawks. If he goes to the Ravens, I say the Ravens. Of course, Antonio Brown uh, serving eight games suspension for those indiscretions and in talks with the Ravens and with the Seahawks as well. Uh, Copes? Uh, I'll go the Ravens regardless of whether Brown signs there or not. I think they were a couple of plays away from getting there last year, um, in my opinion. The other one, I reckon, is the Bills. I'm, I'm red hot on the Bills this year. I think their defence is unbelievable. Yeah, of course, they're not going to have to play the best Patriots team. So I think they'll be right. Oh, I can't believe none of you said the Saints. They're going to be there for sure. I don't care who we play. They're going to win it. Um, all right, time to move on to our uh, topsport.com.au. You can get the best odds. Make sure you go on there and keep an eye out for that Tom Brady market, the Tampa Bay market. If you are a New England Patriots fan, you may be able to make some money if you uh, still have the sour grapes that he left. But uh, last week... For our followers, we all picked a multi. Now, this money goes to charity. So we all had $100, thanks to Tristan and his team. And we all came up with our multi for the year. So, boys, I'll start with myself. I had the Seattle Seahawks to win uh, the NFC West, the Cowboys the, NF, uh, the NFC East, and the New Orleans Saints to win the NF, uh, NFC South, $12. Uh, that was pretty much the margin where I thought we'd be about. Uh, because we don't want to take too much money off Tristan. Now, Chad, you've got yours there. Um, what are the chances of mine, do you think? Do you like mine? I like yours, yeah. I like mine better, though. Okay, well, we're gonna, <laughs> what we're going to do is so we're going to put all these up on Twitter. So we'll just have Sowie's multi, Copes's multi, uh, Nick's multi, or Chad's multi, and we'll see who the punters like. So make sure you go on to at Moving the Chains to check out, and our profiles as well, to check out what our multis are for topsport.com.au. Chad, what's yours? Mine is uh, Nick Chubb to score 10 touchdowns, Browns to make the playoffs, and the last one was Bills to win the AFC East. Now, I want to, I want to chuck this to Copes. Um, if there's one that's going to let it down in my multi, which one is it? Oh, Browns to make the playoffs for sure. <laughs> well, I think just because of the nature of the beast with running backs, I think Chubb getting 10 TDs, and it's more to do with health than anything. I think he... Could get there. He's you know an unbelievable running back, but just the nature of the beast with them is the injuries come. So I reckon that might be the one that lets you down. Well, now you're going, Copes. You let us know your. Uh, sorry, save yours. Save yours. Save. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicky, For the national what, debt. <laughs> so what's yours come to, Chad? I think yours was. Uh, uh, can't remember, but to be honest. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, I'll get those odds. But uh, Dicky, what was yours? So mine was the uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, for the overs. Ten and a half was the line there. Uh, I had the Saints at the overs. Ten and a half there for them. I had my Las Vegas Raiders at the overs a seven and a half. And the Browns, uh, their overs are set at eight and a half. Okay. For $15, I think, mine. And I put yes. mine up on Twitter. 
and it was the Browns that was voted most likely to mm. to, uh, to let mine down. Not happening. Followed, followed by the Raiders, Niners, and everyone seemed to think that the Saints were the least likely to let the teams. This team's multi down. Okay, very good. I think what was that? What did that come to? About fifteen bucks, which a is respectable which price. Is the margin that Tristan sort of yeah, allowed us to. You know, if he, if they all come up, he's given away yeah. six grand, you know, straight away. So, um, but Copes, your multi, you tossed, you turned, you gave us 50 different multis, and then you came up with this one. What was yours and how much was it valued at? Well, I thought I'd be a man of the people and just give, you know, a good 10 options that people could pick and choose what they wanted. But I narrowed it down to three, which I think are legitimate chances. Uh, the Seahawks, this was prior to the Jamal Adams trade, mind you. So I, this has got even better. Uh, they were at 12 bucks. The Bills to win the AFC at 13 bucks, And then Russell Wilson, who I think if the Seahawks manage to get through and win the NFC, he's a red-hot chance to be Man, the MVP at the, 10 bucks. The world has absolutely colluded for this to come through. Jamal Adams has been traded. The entire Patriots defense has opted out and let the Bills be nearly morals. And if Antonio Brown signs at the Seahawks, Russ is going to throw the ball 40 (laughs) times a game and it's going to be from whenever we put the bet on it, three million to one. uh, (laughs) This is extraordinary what's happened here. After the show, I sent through uh, the odds of what everyone had sent through and I just attached the name of what the multi was. And uh, a, a text message came back about five minutes later from Tristan and his team uh, who said, are you bleeping kidding me? Is bleeping copes trying to send us bleeping broke? Because those <laughs> odds are 1,500 to one uh, that those three things happen. 156K. Uh, I, like straight, I like it. Straight in the kit bag for for a charity. We may be able to have 10 charities, I'm telling you, um, <laughs> if it all comes off. But uh, Tristan was very, very happy. Hey, boys, uh, make sure you keep an eye on that at Moving the Chains and, of course, all our socials, which uh, Chad does very well and throws up every week. Just before we finish, I've got a fantasy draft this week for us. Uh, it's part of us, but I've taken charge this week. Um, Copes, I'm not sure I'm happy about that, by the way. Copes, you've all got... Five or ten seconds to give me one piece of advice ahead of uh, the, me taking the reins for this draft this week, which is a money one as well that uh, our sponsors have paid for. So, uh, Copes, I'll let you go last. Chad, what's a piece of advice that I need to take ahead of the draft? I think just be patient on the quarterback, mate. Plenty, plenty around, so just wait. Dicky, Yeah, Derek will be there late, so you can pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> you can get Derek off the waiver wire. He's our man. Just, just, yeah, don't waste a draft pick. He'll be there. We'll be able to get him in. Uh, mine is, ooh, good question. Try to get Kittle or Kels. Okay, so I've listened to the two assistant coaches now. Hey, I'm hey, young, hey. I'm a young rookie who's come in and I'm just about to strap the headgear on and go into this draft. Copes, what's the coach saying to me? <laughs> uh, look, the, the one thing that I'd love you to do in this year where if anyone tests positive to COVID during the season, they've got a mandatory three weeks off. Uh, I think it's really important to draft like league winner type players towards the end of the draft. So rounds 10 to 15, draft the guys like Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Latavius Murray, the backup running backs that if Zeke was to miss a week, Kamara misses a week, these guys are immediate top five running backs for that week. 
There you go. Uh, I've got no idea who those guys were, but uh, well, <laughs> send we me go. a text while it's on, mate. Keep your phone on. I'll be. Uh, be calling what pick are we, Sally? What number? Do you know yet? No idea. I just got okay. the email before and started the. Uh, I was sucking lemons. The uh, noise just started <laughs> tightening up. Um, all right, guys. Uh, <laughs> make sure you follow that movement change, and uh, hopefully we start get some more NFL talk ahead of the season start very soon. And uh, topsport.com.au for all the best NFL odds. Please keep an eye out for that. Be good, look after yourself, stay safe.